Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are Inside Froggy 92.9. Welcome Inside Froggy 92.9. Unique setup today. The three-piece, the trio. The three musketeers. Amber's on vacay. Much needed, much much deserved. Much deserved. Her fiancé, Coles. That's what my uh, son calls him, Coles, Coles. plural. He's like, I can get a KitchenAid at Amber's house. (laughs) (laughs) Coles took Amber uh, on a getaway trip to the coast for her birthday when she's turning 22 years old. Yep. 21, maybe even. Maybe going backwards. Just Tanner, Jen, Dano on the podcast today. How's everybody doing how much did we hate the weekend's performance at the Super Bowl? How right? was so dare you? Terrible. Uh, I didn't see it, but I was reading the internet and I heard it was just the oh, worst. Okay, thing Travis Denning. Ever. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. They had some audio issues. I, I read that they played the in stadium audio instead of feeding the actual audio from the microphone, stuff like that. So that might have made it a little bit worse. Well, but, and if you've ever watched an award show ever, they don't know how to do sound. Never. Ever. Ever. Which is, like, really unfortunate because, like, I've seen, like, I don't really like anything Maroon 5 has done in a long time, but I've seen them live. They put on an amazing show. And then, like, I don't know, it was, like, six years ago they performed on some award show, and I was like, what is happening? Like, it, this, the sound, and then that's the thing. People that are watching, like, normal people that aren't really in this world, they're just like, wow, this band sucks. And I felt really bad because I'm like, they actually put on one of my yeah. favorite live shows. I've seen a lot of shows live. For the weekend, it was like a lizard was just snapping the levels with its tail. It's just like <laughs> it made no sense. The weekend invested seven million bucks into this production for this. And him personally? Yeah, mm-hmm. him personally. Out of his pocket. Wow. I, Pepsi gave him money. The, the league gave him money, but he added seven million dollars. I thought the performance aspect was fantastic. I thought, I mean, I was saying that as a joke. No, I, I, know. I thought it was, ab- first off, as far as uh, live performances sucking, let's all recall Grammys, Metallica, Lady Gaga, James Hetfield's mic doesn't work oh, for yeah. half the song. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Leave the industry, bro. Yeah. You're fired. From and then he fire kinda, yourself. Then he kind of shaded Gaga and was like, I wouldn't pr- work with her again. And I'm like, she didn't turn your mic off, bro. <laughs> yeah. But I thought the weekend's performance was incredible. I thought it was, I mean, even like my mom texted me and she's like, I don't know any, any of these songs. I get that. But especially when, I mean, the sets, the funhouse sequence, I don't know if there was a camera person in there or whether he had it on a phone or if it was on a phone and then he secretly handed it to a camera person because then he was with the dancers or what was going on. That was remarkable. I think, too, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with. It might have been Tanner. If you haven't been following the narrative of this era of his music, there's a lot of stuff you saw that just didn't make any sense. Yeah, none of it made sense. But he's been continuing this storyline for, a, what, a decade? Uh, well, yeah, but this this part of the storyline's been about the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff definitely looked weird, but it matches his brand. So, like, people who are hardcore fans got it, but mm-hmm. I thought it was good enough that you just kind of took it as being this weird outlandish art. amazing art performance yeah i'm a big weekend fan like i first started listening to him i think it was 2011 he does a cover of michael jackson's dirty diana mm. it is amazing so i'm like a big weekend stand you, you guys want to feel old i can't feel my face came out my senior year of high school 
think so, I was already married when yeah. that came out. <laughs> I was working here when we were playing that new. So yeah. so it holds a special place for me, a little bit of a nostalgia thing for me, even though he's only, what, 30 years old. What I enjoyed the most was seeing people's reaction of it on social media and people spelling it W-E-E-K-E-N-D and just being like, I don't get this weekend guy. I'll take a Monday over this. And I'm like, okay. I don't know when the when the when blind the last song you did blinding lights when the opening intro started and all all the people on the crowd went nuts like I was like that's my boy yeah like I just was really excited I thought it was amazing and he's the first Canadian solo artist to ever headline the halftime show that's amazing sorry I've been nerding out about <laughs> <laughs> he, he beat Drake and Shania Twain. Oh, yeah. uh, what? Shania Twain, what? Had a. She didn't headline, I don't think. She had somebody join her? It was her and. Um... I'll Google it. Google that. Uh, I just want to say out loud that as, as you move forward in your life and in your age, eventually you won't know the artist who's performing the halftime show. Just try to step back. This is not to shade my mom, by the way. I love my mom. But this is more about people online. Try to step back and just look at the performance and think about, for one second, don't think about whether you're entertained or not. Think about, look at the work and look and see if they put work into it. Imagine what it would take to get 55 dancers all in the same outfit, all with the same facial bandages, all synchronized. These are all professionals. They all got hired. They all had hotel rooms. They all practiced. Yeah. They had to get the rights to be able to perform this music on television. They Think about all of that and then tell me, are you not amused? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, for this, someone to be like, sucked. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I think people are unrealistic. So. Also wanted to say, so Shania Twain performed with No Doubt and Sting in that 2003. Yes. That's it. Yep. I knew she was on it. So let's get into it. Let's get into the podcast. And speaking of the halftime show, that's why I brought it up. I thought maybe we would, the weekend was standing. Because that's too new. It can't be your favorite ever. Maybe it can be. I want I want to know, what was your favorite Super Bowl halftime show ever? What artist? Tanner, I'll start with you. Prince. Okay, so Prince was... Can you look up what year that yeah, is, yeah, please? Yeah. I know it was like uh, the Chicago like, against um, uh, 2006. Prince in 2006. Jen? Nothing's coming to me other than Prince, but I didn't want to say the same thing because Prince would probably be my favorite. 2007. Okay. I can also throw in a second one if you, we have the same can you one. Give me, can you give me like a list of... Get, refresh my memory. Off the top of my head, it's Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, U2, Paul McCartney, mm -hmm. Bruno Mars. Oh, the Bruno Mars one. That one's up there with Red Hot Chili Peppers. J-Lo and Shakira. I'm going to do a hot take. Beyonce and Coldplay. Beyonce and Coldplay. Okay, that was a really good that one. That was 2013. 2013. I want to give a shout out to Bruno Mars because that was just, yeah. again, kind of almost simple production, but like just like performance of you could feel the vibe of that band that was amazing i'll give him a shout out but i'll dial it back to you two in 2001 because that was right after 9-11 i don't know why an irish band is the most patriotic band in america but it was we were feeling it <laughs> yeah yeah bono lifted up his leather jacket and the inside of the jacket was red white and blue stitching inside they had all of the victims scrolled mm -hmm. down on like a projector thing and it was U2 at the Super Bowl in 2001 was like, it was actually the year 2002, but that was a special moment. So that, I'll say that's my favorite. Honorary mention, uh, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> Janet Jackson was done dirty. Yes, that's true. So I'm 2001, you're 2000, Tanner, you're Seven. 2007, Jen, you're 2013. Yes. So let's go newest to oldest. Jen, why don't you tell your story first? I am losing my mind. 
so I took over the traffic position here in the office, which is scheduling commercials. Which is confusing because also radio has traffic reports. Right. Which is like, hey, there was a two-car fender bender on 101 South right. at Hearn. But we call the, the the direction of where commercials go to which station also is called traffic. Traffic. It's a lot of staring at computers and like moving things like item lines one by one. So I have been having these nightmares where I'm like looking at a movie theater size screen that's and amazing. scheduling commercials. So that's been happening. So my sleep has been a little messed up, which is also then frying my brain. Because this morning I open up my like blackout curtains and like kind of tie them up on my porch, like my porch ones. Well, are you a vampire? I am a vampire. Yes. Not a cannibal army hammer i wrap them around the handle of the porch because my kittens will destroy them and i look out on my porch and i say out loud to myself because i talk to myself oh man the flamingo feeder's frozen and then went about my morning for a minute because i couldn't remember the word hummingbird <laughs> <laughs> and then i stood there and i was like flamingo feeder that doesn't sound right mm -hmm. but it also doesn't sound wrong mm -hmm. I almost had to get my phone out and Google it because I really could not remember oh the right word. So I'm just uh, a little out of it. I'm still trying to get my bearings of like scheduling, like also doing my radio show and also doing like website stuff and all this other, as well as scheduling commercials for our two biggest stations, which is Froggy and KSRO. So yeah, I'm just, I'm really losing. It took me almost 13 years, but I think I'm losing my mind. When you said, did you get that vaccine? Is that what you mean? <laughs> nope. <laughs> when you said flamingo feeder, I just imagine like a bunch of those plastic flamingos, like just etching but its the way flamingos. to your Yeah. <laughs> I envisioned you like looking out over a palatial estate with like a pond, like a looking pond. Yeah. And there's like the flamingos yeah. that are out there yeah. that you got because you wanted them. Those are just for you. Yeah. Like, okay, in my, in my... did you? Refilled the flamingo feeders. The flamingo feeders. Because I'm broken. sipping espresso from a very tiny cup. <laughs> it was actually from a flamingo beak. <laughs> <laughs> Call that young boy Derek. Tell him to come fix the flamingo feeder again. Derek, ta ta. <laughs> That's all I've got. I'm just I'm a little little fried, and I'm forgetting basic things like the word hummingbird. Mm. Do you feel there's any hope for you or do you think it's a downward spiral? Oh, no. I think I'll be fine. It's just this is only my seventh day of that position being mine and not having, like, someone train me or do anything like that. God says you're supposed to rest on the seventh day. Yeah. Well, I did a whole lot of nothing this past weekend, which was fantastic. Good. But... Yeah, I've. It's becoming the the movie theater screen has become a recurring nightmare, and I, that's gotta go. Well, movie theater screen. Like instead of just my big computer screen scheduling commercials, I'm like in a dark room, oh. and it's on a movie theater screen, and I've got a mouse, and I'm just <laughs> this commercial can't air at that time. It's gotta go in the seven o'clock hour. <laughs> Wait a minute, that traffic's supposed to go here. That traffic sponsorship is supposed to be right here. Dana will kill me if I don't put it there. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. I know. <laughs> we gotta so, build you a movie theater. That sounds epic. I'm staring at computer. Like, I get home and I'm like, I don't even want to look at Twitter on my phone. I need yeah. zero computer time. Zero screen time. Turn Do on music and lay down with my cats. Are your eyes starting to hurt? No, I have the I have my glasses that have the really good blue tint oh, nice. on it. 
So that's probably been helpful. But the first two days, I definitely was getting a little bit of a. You know, Tom headache. Brady. Tom Brady sells some glasses that are meant for screen time. So you know, if you want to be cool, Who? Like Tom Brady. So. I don't know her. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> Greatest of all time. Just saying. Tanner, do you have any suggestions for Jen? I don't know. I, I dated the person that was <laughs> the topic, that you did know, the job before her. Yeah, and she was pretty stressed out just doing that. And amongst you have a lot more responsibilities. I think, you know, you're someone who can catch on to things super quickly. I think Thank it'll you. just take time. Yeah, I mean, I'll get there. It's just, it's going to take me a minute. I know, what you say. I know what you mean about that stuff. There's certain stuff that I have to do here at the station. Like sometimes when I have to put certain stuff on the website, it's just like I just think about what it has to do to do it. And my brain is like, like ah! you're and like, I have to do feel, a light box. But how do I do that again? Feel both hemispheres of your brain like moving in opposite direction. It's like, ah. you're like, I don't remember which categories I selected for posts. <laughs> And inspiration it's, and it's easier than it's ever been before let yeah. me show you what it used yeah. to be oh my gosh we have a wonderful partner now but it's just there's just certain things that you have to do everybody has to do in their job that yeah. it's just like and you kind of have to mentally you know work you'll what's going to happen i guarantee is you're going to work up like a resistance in your brain that's going to be like a lock-in like dialed in like robotic mode where you're just like, okay. Some things are starting to get that way. I'm someone who has to like repetitively do something and then it's just like second nature. I mean, when we first, when I first had to go in and like make a web post on our website, I was like, oh crap. Okay, where are my notes? Okay, I got to do this and then I got to do this. Make sure you check this. Make sure you set the post expirator. And now I'm like, I'm like the Bruce Almighty responding to the prayers meme. When you start doing work like that and adding like a new skill set, it actually physiologically changes your brain. Like there's a, a change. Oh, yeah. And the example is they did, after he died, uh, like an autopsy on a London cabbie before Uber. Uber. So, you know, London cabbie in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And he had this like massive part of his brain. I wish I knew which part, but let's just say it's the Globalex. It's the Globalex okay. part of the brain. <laughs> Whatever. It was huge. And they're like, wow, that's weird. Oh, that's the part of the brain that determines and remembers maps. Oh. And he was a London cabbie. So, ta-da. Like, that makes sense. So, it's just, it's, it's, brain is fascinating like that. Can't wait to see my part of the brain that's full of useless information. Because I got a whole (laughs) lot of that. You're like, this is where radio carts go. (laughs) Like, it's uh, on that part of the brain next to the uh, learning how my Blu-ray or CD player works. (laughs) Related side note. During the Super Bowl, we're at my in-law's house. And we brought up. My father-in-law brought up Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, which is in 2001. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that was crazy, that story. Because, you, of course, you know about the whole injury and how he started all year. But then the AFC Championship game, he's starting against the Steelers. Even though Drew Bledsoe was healthy, he gets whacked and he goes down. Drew Bledsoe has to come back in the game. And actually, in the Super Bowl that followed, they ended up changing the time that it takes for a field goal. And, like... People he's, are like, what? He's looking at me and he goes, Dan, that was 19 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. And Melanie's looking at me and I know, like, I don't remember anything she tells me. <laughs> yeah. 
anything. She's just looking at me like daggers. She's like, just like, yeah, and you forgot to get the milk on your way home yesterday. And I do. For, I literally forgot the milk last week. So, yeah, it's, it's weird how your brain latches on to certain stuff. Well, I think maybe it could be attached to certain memories or times. Maybe you were you maybe more locked into sports during that time. I mean, that's before you had kids. You could focus on stuff like that more. Yeah, I wish I, wish I had the exact data in front of me because i i'm fairly certain i've read something that says if you experience something while on adrenaline your brain stores it to long-term memory better i gotta start having adrenaline 24 7 which (laughs) which is why athletes like you could go get steve young and he's a perfect example because he's had a ton of concussions i guarantee steve young could walk you through every game of his career, maybe ever even like every play, just like country summer. You could walk through so many details from country summer from like minute stuff because like, it's such an adrenaline rush and you just latch on to things that happen. So I think when I, especially when I was first watching football, I was really into it because I really wanted to learn about it because I didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I committed it to memory. I think too, like, 2001, you would have been, what, a junior in high school? Yes. Because I was a sophomore. So, like, we were also younger, so your mm-hmm. brain works a little bit different. It, it It's probably storing things better than, like... Yeah. Like, 19 years from now, <sighs> what are you going to remember about this Super Bowl? It could be completely different. Yeah, I mean, I do... You brought up that Bears-Colts Super Bowl. Yeah. I could probably only tell you that Rex Grossman started for the Bears and it wasn't really that great a game and it was a big deal that Bob Sanders started at safety for the Colts. But for me... After being out most of the year. And that's about all I could tell you. Yeah. I remember that more for the Super Bowl environment that I was in. We had like a big party and everyone was freaking out about Prince and I was like, who's Prince? (laughs) I was like, a kid. (laughs) Also... And it rained. It rained during that Super Bowl. Also, so when Tom Brady went to his first Super Bowl... I, too, was in first grade, just like Patrick Mahomes. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's what's so funny about Brady is everyone's like, he's so old. I'm like, he's seven years older than me. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, old. But he also Damn. looks 14 half the time. Yeah, that's true. I saw this meme that's all of Tom Brady's headshots or like photos for the NFL. And it was like, how long COVID has been around? <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> like 20 of his pictures. That's funny. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, Jen. I hope you're able to get a handle on that. And I, uh, can we, can you give us an update in like six months? Yeah. On the podcast? People want to know. People will not want to know. 2013, you liked Beyonce and Coldplay. Jen, 2006, you liked Prince, Tanner. So you're up next. So the pandemic has caused us to do a lot of things alone, right? Things that we typically wouldn't necessarily do alone and that i felt like was the first case for me during the super bowl this year i watched it completely alone and i loved it i (laughs) loved it i felt like it was the first super bowl in like a decade that i actually like got to pay attention to and it was kind of bizarre because you know you saw all these people in the crowd i saw people being like they should be doing that which a lot of people shouldn't have been doing but they didn't know most of the like fans quote unquote were actually just cardboard cutouts yeah i thought they did a phenomenal job of making it feel like a super bowl look full to me what was full was my stomach (laughs) Uh, i completely made food all for myself and i was like you know what 
I do want avocados in my nachos. Nobody can tell me any different. I like had three courses and I'm still feeling it today. Best Super Bowl ever. Come on, give me this spread. What'd you have? All right. Well, I started with some Third Tree Ale Works. They have this like pineapple beer. Mm-hmm. So I was down in those all day, basically. And by the time I got to the game, I completely demolished some wings before halftime and I was kind of disappointed in myself. So I took out some ground beef and some <laughs> chips and Doritos 3D and avocado and cheese and like, what else? Sour cream. And I made like, you know, those, uh, those trays you're supposed to put in and it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be part, the food's supposed to be part of the tray. I did a full nacho tray and just put it out on, on my <laughs> coffee table in front of me. And I was in so much pain that night. Yeah. And I was bloated. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm getting too old to be eating like this. <laughs> like, I shouldn't be doing this. Nah. I still feel the effects today. But I will say, you know, I did, I did miss going and having like a Super Bowl party, but it was kind of awesome in a way. Mm. I like typically when you're at a Super Bowl party, you don't really get to watch the game that much. And in my mind, I was like, this is supposed to be the Super Bowl of a lifetime the best super bowl ever worst game ever it was so lame it was kind of lame it was very lame i couldn't even pay attention and i don't watch a lot of football but i always watch the super bowl and even i couldn't get into it i was trying and i wasn't drinking all day i was like i genuinely wanted to watch a football game the bucks made some interesting plays exciting plays but just the bucks made plays i mean that the the probably the most interesting things were incompletions from Patrick Mahomes where dude was no joke parallel to the ground. Oh, yeah. And dropped a 30-yard dime that the idiot dropped. Right. I mean, he made some inc- – that guy, you you can say that, that maybe he was injured or you can point a lot of fingers. That guy did not not try. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was – it was certainly far less interesting than uh, the Niners Chiefs Super Bowl. That was a good game. Yeah. So there's been mostly good games, but yeah, the the Rams Patriots game sucked. Yeah. This one sucked. I wish you could have taken last year's Super Bowl and this year's Super Bowl and flipped them. Yeah, because, me too. Because so many people were spending the Super Bowl alone, actually paying attention to the game, hmm. and they got like the worst game yeah. <laughs> ever. It's so funny because Chiefs fans, like including Patrick Mahomes' mom, are like, are like, oh, the refs, and all the Niners fans are like, oh yeah, and through all these pictures from holding and passing all these crazy penalties that were not called in the Niners Chiefs Super Bowl. It was obscene. I don't think it was a Super Bowl, but I think it was an important game. But I could be very wrong. Again, I don't watch a lot of football. But one of the last football games that wasn't a Super Bowl, I believe, that I sat down and watched. So many flags. The refs were running out of flags, and they were throwing their hats. And I was like, I love chaos. I live for that. That's even too chaotic yeah. for me. <laughs> they do that when a player runs out of bounds. No, they were legitimately throwing their hats as flags. That's what happens when you run out of bounds. When a player runs out of bounds, they throw their hat. But you, I like your version better. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. That's what every – it was a whole Twitter thing. No. I'm going to find it. The one thing I miss in this year's Super Bowl, we don't have, we're talking about the Super Bowl this whole time. I don't know why, but I miss Rob Lowe. Where was Rob Lowe in this Super With his, his NFL, NFL hat. hat. I know. This time last year, that's what we were talking about, the things that we need to be discussing. Rob Lowe and the league. 
together. COVID related, last year's Super Bowl was like the first super spreader event, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it had to be. It was just full circle here, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Uh, I was really excited about watching the game. I thought Eric Church did a great job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, let's talk Which about I know. That. Can we just all say that the man looks good in purple? Because yeah. I liked it. Yeah, he looked great. I saw this bet online that I was like, will Eric Church be wearing a cowboy hat? And I was like, no, Eric Church does not wear a cowboy hat. God, I should have taken that bet. Yeah. Yeah. That's easy that's money. Easy money. <laughs> yeah, that's easy money. That's easy It's like, is money. Eric Church going to wear sunglasses? Yeah. Yes. yes. That was actually another one of the bets, too. You could have <laughs> oh won like God. 10 or 15 bucks from it. It was ridiculous. That's easy yes, six-pack money. That one. That one. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done anything else alone? Have you ever gone to a movie alone? Oh, I love going to the movies alone. I know, me alone. too. I actually prefer to go to movies alone. I like to eat alone at restaurants. Yep. I am a loner. Man, no. Not, me, not you. I can't do it. When I lived in one of my old apartments, we didn't have air conditioning. And so during the summer where the position of our apartment was, we got the sun from sun up until sundown. Mm. So it was just hot as all get out. And so for a while, I was just coming into my office and like chilling in here just to get out of the heat. And I was like, oh, I want to go see that movie, which is this is the end. And so I went and watched it by myself, and no one had spoiled the ending for me, so I actually got to experience the brilliance of that movie in the theater by myself. No one stealing my popcorn. I loved it. I think I saw Endgame by myself because my wife wouldn't go with me. I think the other, I've seen, I th- saw, was it the internship? With- yeah. Owen Wilson yes. and Vince Vaughn. Well, yes, I saw oh, that. Why was I thinking Will Ferrell? <laughs> well, he's probably in it. We just don't remember. I used to actually, before Lindsay moved here, I used to go to the airport movie theater mm-hmm. and I would watch a movie every Saturday afternoon mm. that we didn't have a remote or we weren't working. So realistically, it was probably like four. <laughs> <laughs> and I would I would watch a movie all the time. I'm I, a loner. Yeah. Thinking back when I was in school, I would have died on the inside, like eating lunch by myself or something like that. But as I mature into adulthood, I love it. It's great. I can't. I, I just, I do. I, it's, I imagine myself in the sad sequence in the movie where it's like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm just sitting at a table, hunched over. Mad world playing sand- in the back. Yeah. Sandwich. Just like, I, I, I gotta have. An audience? No. <laughs> He's like, who am I going to talk about running with? My chicken tenders? A little bit. A little bit. No, I don't know. I, I like, I just, I need somebody to bounce somebody. Like, I don't know if I'd ever do a podcast by myself. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just not the same. I like to, I like the interaction. Yeah. But you're on air by yourself. How is that different? Uh, I feel like I'm talking to listeners live. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's that, I, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. But he has an audience. Yeah, but he has an audience. See, when you're eating by yourself, you hear Mad World. But when I eat by myself, I hear, wouldn't it be nice? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm up next. 2001 was uh, U2. That was a Super Bowl halftime show I liked. That was an emotional Super Bowl performance. And I have something emotional to talk about. Uh, We've talked about it a little bit on the air this week. Uh, I don't know that I want to go overboard, but I think it's important, so I'd like to talk about it, um, which is uh, we lost uh, one of one of the main uh, creators of Country Summer this week, this past, last week, uh, to COVID-19. So we've talked about it on the air, we've talked about it uh, on the website, and uh, I thought I'd talk about it on the, po- on the podcast. Uh, his name is Alan Jacoby, 
And the first question you'll ask is, what in the heck does an executive producer do? Because nobody knows. It's different in different industries. It's different in the concert industry than it is in the movie industry, than it is on Broadway, than it is, I mean, there's all kinds of nuances. It's different from different companies, you know. Um, basically, what you need to know is they're the person who makes the show happen. Absolutely. So you've got artists who want to play shows and executive producers and promoters are the ones who say, okay, I'm going to arrange the staging, the tickets, the security, the food, the, the, all those things that make it an event. And I'm going to help the lineup. And they have it. We're part of the team and we're part of the whole group that makes those decisions. But at the end of the day, he was the executive producer. So I don't know that I knew his age, his exact age, but I think he was... In his sixties or so, I thought he was. I thought he was younger than he was. I believe he was around seventy. Okay, so you know, not thirty-five, but not uh, dying age. All shocked to lose him to COVID of all things. Yeah, I guess I just wanted to talk on the podcast a little bit about you know if you have any memories of him, Jen, or what what he taught you, Alan Jacoby. I did not take the news very well at all. Not that it's something that someone would take well, but it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I had to leave the building and I was standing in the parking lot crying. Alan and I really got along. He got my humor. I think he immediately kind of understood that I'm what you see is what you get. I'm not going to bullshit you. But he saw a lot of potential in me and kind of championed me a lot in within the country summer world and he gave me a lot of opportunities to do things that I never would have done if country summer didn't exist you know he trusted me and had faith in me that I could execute anything he threw my way I think that I learned a lot from him you know he kind of became an extended part of the family I'm really close with his son Drew Jacoby who also works with us on country summer on top of this feeling of loss it was also I'm not in Georgia and I can't hug Drew and make Mm -hmm. sure he's okay. So like the mom in me came out a little bit. Not a mom. I just have mom instincts. Mm -hmm. A funny, odd, weird, amazing dude. Lost way too soon. And I'm thankful. I know you and I have had an extensive conversation about Mm -hmm. this. We would not be the professionals that we are now without him. He's completely changed our lives. And we are very lucky and thankful to have worked with him. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you're going, well, I'm never going to get a chance to meet this person, so I don't know that this story is for me. But what you can take from this is that what I learned is you can work with someone who doesn't always agree with you. You can butt heads on stuff, and things cannot go your way. A story which I've told before, which is that you know we I mean, started Country Summer from ground zero, meaning it didn't have a name. So there was a period where we were debating on what the name should be. Country Summer was not the name that I picked. I had a whole plan laid out and a whole different name. He really liked Country Summer. And I threw a fit when I didn't get my way. And guess what? He was right. And guess what? It doesn't matter. We still have had an amazing festival when they let us have it. Yeah. (laughs) And... I learned to do other things. What was the name that you wanted? It's not even worth saying because the name that he came up with is perfect. It was such a lesson to me and I think to anyone, especially this generation, 
which has a tendency, or at least a stereotype, that it wants to get its way. That the younger generation only is living almost in an echo chamber where they literally can follow and unfollow people who don't fit within their worldview. It was an example to me of, of having to work with someone who we disagreed on stuff. But it's totally possible to disagree on something that has nothing to do with either of you. You're still connected as human beings. Mm-hmm. You're still... You still like love and respect each other, but you just disagree about this particular issue. And you don't take it personal and then not go get lunch with the person. Right. You know, to, to, and you have to learn that. So he totally forced me to learn that. And I'm such a better person for it. And, you know, we agreed on a lot of stuff too. I don't want to characterize that as like some animosity or something no. like that. But that art from adversity is real. If you let it happen, that was just a big takeaway I had from him. And Tanner, you know, you only got to work on Country Summer for one year. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you've had some interaction with him. Just any memories of of working with Alan? It just shocked me how humble and kind he was. Been able to meet a lot of people that are in similar shoes as he is. And, you know, not everyone was as welcoming and warm and took time to talk to Amber and I uh, as Alan was. And And that's something I'll always remember is no matter what level you get to, you can still be nice to people. I mean, he just was, you know, I didn't have the most interaction with him. Amber and I aren't producers of Country Summer or anything like that. But he's just so nice. So nice. And I got to know Drew really well. Drew's a really great guy. So if Drew's a really great guy, his dad has to be a really great guy. So we just want to make sure to honor his legacy as much as possible. And I hope you rest in peace. Country Summer will be continuing on. There was, I want to quash any rumor mill on that we're all looking at dates just like everybody else so you can put do the math on stuff you know there may be some changes that are coming forthcoming with country summer even if we have to bump again that doesn't mean that it's done country summer itself has always been very strong it's still very strong and whenever we are allowed to do it we're going to do it and it's going to be a huge success And I guess I'll just also say I had so many listeners that commented on our social posts that just thanked him for what he brought to Sonoma County. It's kind of funny because, as you mentioned, they're from Georgia. And he only ended up here because he heard that the Sonoma County Fair in 2013 had an open day at the fair and he decided to book Florida Georgia Line just because he thought they were hot. The show sold out. He came and saw us the next day and said, what do you think about doing a festival? And just like that, so happenstance, how many people's lives... Yes, it's just a concert, but lives literally were changed by the existence of Country Summer. People come from other countries to come to Sonoma County. And people get engaged at Country Summer. Like, you know, like people bring their kids for their first concert to Country Summer. It's not just this festival that we do because we want to do it. It's it's a whole culture. It's, a, it's lifelong memories. And sometimes we don't understand the weird slim margins that had to come together. Exactly. That had to create something as big as Country Summer. Yeah, it's it happenstance. And, and, but it, that has worked out and it has, as I said, it's always been a success. So we appreciate Sonoma County's unwavering. We've never not had support for Country Summer. We thank you. You have always showed up. We are always, always working hard to put on an amazing show for you. And we definitely remember him and we will do the next one uh, in his memory. Absolutely. And on that, we'll wrap up the podcast episode. Thank you so much for checking it out, uh, our hardcore podcast fans. Every single week, I've heard from you. Happy that the podcast is back. We are here to stay. We've got something that's working. I look forward to this every single week. So thank you for checking us out. Tell a friend. 
because the more listeners we have, the more we can do it. Maybe we could do more episodes a week. Maybe we could hear from you what you want to hear. We Maybe need you... six episodes a day. <laughs> <laughs> you could leave us a podcast review. That would be helpful. That helps us a lot, especially it helps our show continue to get bigger and better. If you recommend it to a friend, review it. It helps us that much more. And if you, this is your first time checking out the podcast, well, guess what? Subscribe, and there are more episodes to listen to right now. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy 929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.